0: Hey, Isaac here. It's Tuesday, June 1st. Welcome to the Living the Dream Show with Kevin White. This is the podcast where we live the dream of people of every nation, tribe, and tongue worship Jesus together on earth today as it already is in heaven. On Friday, July 2nd, Kevin will be sharing a powerful message from God's Word, entitled God Guides, God Provides. I hope you'll join us for this international live broadcast from the USA via Zoom, YouTube or Facebook at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday, July 2nd. Details at kevinwhite.us. KevinWhite.us. We'll see you there. Okay, now here's Kevin with
1: today's show. Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Kevin. Welcome to Living the Dream Show. I am so excited to have you in the audience. If you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, I am waving at you right now. I give a warm welcome to everyone in the USA, India, Thailand, Singapore, Australia, the UK, Canada, all the way into Africa, and around the world. We sincerely appreciate you being a part of the audience, and more than that, you championing this message of living the dream with us from Revelation 7, 9 through 12, where we have this picture of what it's going to be like in heaven with every nation tribe and tongue assembled together in 100% unity as we worship Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And Jesus on his time on earth prayed, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. And that is our prayer today. Join us in that prayer today. Today's episode is the conclusion part, part four of four of an interview with Pastor J.D. Greer of the Summit Church and an author, speaker, writer, Rebecca McLaughlin. And I want you to pull your chair in tight and listen to this part four of this interview, Longing for Justice, Beauty, and Purpose. We long for justice, beauty, and purpose here on Living the Dream Show. And so, listen in to this interview, a part four of four, and let's allow Pastor J.D. Greer and Rebecca to share as we long for justice, beauty, and purpose.
2: What would you say, Rebecca, about um, what does a faithful Christian witness look like in a politically polarized time mm, right now? Mm. Because um, I know you're not a citizen of the United States that I'm can not. vote, um, but we just came through a pretty contentious election um, and it remains politically divided. What's, what's faithful Christian witness look like now?
3: Mm, mm. Gosh, so many, so many thoughts on that. <laughs> One is I think we need to do what Christians should be really good at doing, and that's repenting. And I think that, that's true when it comes, as we've already talked about, um, to the, the treatment of, of black Americans historically and even recently. I think it's true when it comes to the ways that, that we've often failed to live up to biblical ethics and how we've treated LGBT folk. So I, th- I think we need to have a, a front foot of repentance. But I, I don't think it's the, it's the kind of repentance that some people go for, which is a, a repentance that actually ends up throwing the scriptures out. I think it needs to be a repentance that, that laps the scriptures up. <laughs> And one of the ways in which I see this sort of playing out tangibly is in the yard signs that people uh, are sticking out around the place in my area, and I think down here as well, where they'll say things like, um, in this house, we believe that black lives matter, love is love, women's rights are human rights. And then there are usually sort of two or three other claims that depend on, on the specific sign. And I think as Christians, we've often gone one of two ways with, with signs like that. You know, There are some folk who will look at that sign and they'll say, I, I know that it is an absolute like, truth straight out of the scriptures that the lives of black people matter, and that, that racial justice is super important. And I've been told that these other claims are intrinsically tied up with that idea, and so I want to take that yard sign, and I want to hammer it into my own yard and embrace all of these things together. Yeah, I
2: believe in science, and I want to support you right, know, right. women's rights or human rights. And- yeah,
3: Exactly. Um, And there are other folks who will look at those signs and say, "Okay, there are some things on that sign that I know the Bible doesn't affirm. And so I'm just going to knock it down. I'm going to throw it all out. And I don't want to hear anybody who has anything to say about any of these questions, because I know like none of this is is what Christians should be saying.
0: Hey, it's Isaac. Kevin will be right back. Kevin White is an international speaker and best-selling author who loves helping people everywhere to prosper in God's presence. A serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses, nonprofits and churches, nonprofits and churches. As founder, executive director of Global Hope India, Kevin has traveled over 1 million miles to 27 different countries, speaking to thousands of audiences throughout India and the world. Visit KevinWhite.us for Kevin's books, one minute motivation series and podcasts. Visit KevinWhite.us today. For over 20 years, Global Hope India has been empowering the church in India as they make Christ known. Visit GlobalHopeIndia.org and learn how you can pray, give and go. Over 1,000 people have served on one of GHI's short-term mission trips to India. Now you can join a virtual mission team to India. Visit GlobalHopeIndia.org today because everyone should have access to hear about Jesus. Okay, now back to the show. You
2: were describing people in our church. I feel like that's safe to say <laughs> that we all kind of find ourselves gravitating toward one of those two. Yeah,
3: we're sort of pulled one way or the other. I think actually, I don't want to say like, let's get out a marker or a Sharpie. And instead of sort of hammering that, that sign in or knocking it over, let's, let's think, okay, if we take the scripture seriously... What do Christians affirm? What do they not affirm within these?
2: Now, to be clear, you're not suggesting they go into their neighbor's yard. and. I,
3: I'm song. not <laughs> suggesting that. I'm using this sort of more as, a, more as a metaphor. And what we'll find when we do that is, A, that there are um, fruitful ways in which we can actually build relationship with, with folks um, outside the church by saying, you know what? We may disagree about these things, but actually, I really agree with you on this. And let's like build on that foundation and start a conversation there, which will build trust and relationship on things that we, we share. We'll find other things we need to repent of. And we'll, we'll actually find as well that the very kind of moral soil in which these signs are planted is Christian soil. Because the, the idea that human beings are equally morally valuable, the idea that the historically oppressed should be cared for rather than trampled on, the idea that men and women are equal, um, the idea that, that unborn babies should matter, um, the idea of racial justice and equality and, and unity, all of these things actually we're come to us. even supporting the
2: sciences. I mean, you know. Right.
3: All of these come to us actually out of the Bible. And, and if we take Christianity out, we're not left with a firmer secular foundation for the belief that all human beings are equally and morally valuable. We're actually left with an abyss. You know when you're playing Jenga and you, you, you pull that little block out, you carefully sort of inch that block out from the bottom, and then you can build a higher tower. People think that you can sort of just, let's like pull Jesus out and then we'll make a, a taller sort of secular mm. moral tower. Actually, if we pull Christianity out, it's more like pulling the pin on a grenade. Mm. The whole thing goes up in smoke. Uh, there's a, an atheist um, Israeli historian called You Will Noah Harari. He wrote this global bestseller called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. And one of the things he's clear about in that book is that Christianity is the reason we think that human beings are equally morally valuable. Um, he says, when you look at something like human rights, that is a figment of our fertile imaginations, he says, that, that homo sapiens have no natural rights, just as chimpanzees, hyenas, hyenas, and spiders have no natural rights. So, so when you come to the sign, the line or sign that says, women's rights are human rights, well, actually, there's no such thing as human rights if we pull the ideas that Christianity has given us out mm. from underneath the, the edifice. We, we don't know that humans are made in the image of God anymore. We don't know that women are equal in in value to men. That that wasn't a self-evident truth in the world into which Christianity was born. And then when we get to the the last claim that I look at in the book, which is that that transgender women are women, we find that actually if that statement is true, if somebody who is a, a biological male but identifies as a woman is as much of a woman as I am, we actually don't know what a woman is. We have completely removed the essential definition of a woman from the term, and all we're really left with is stereotypes. So it's, it's fascinating to me the ways in which, especially the transgender thinking today, is actually undermining many of the things that even are, um, you know, perhaps you have sort of secular feminist friends um, or, or even traditional gay and lesbian friends who, who would see some of the things that are being said by transgender activists today as actually quite undermining of of things that that they've held on to and and worked to build up. And certainly um, from a Christian perspective, we need to recognize the ways in which some of the current conversations are um, kind of turning back on themselves. And so I think it's going to be very interesting in the coming years to see how these conversations play out, even amongst our our secular friends and how we as Christians can speak helpfully into that.
2: Heard a guy say one time that um, back in the eighties that, Really, when it came to defending the faith, the questions that we all dealt with was, is Christianity true? Mm-hmm. What, what's the evidence that demands a verdict? What, what, what's the proof that Jesus rose from the dead? Um, the next kind of era was this, this burden in the, in the late 90s and early 2000s of showing that Christianity was useful, mm-hmm. that it worked, that it gave you purpose, that it gave you fulfillment. Um, more recently, uh, a lot of the, when it comes to defending the faith, the questions are, is Christianity true? just does mm-hmm. it promote justice mm-hmm. and even a little bit of what, uh, of what you're getting at is it beautiful yeah and one of the things that in both confronting christianity and the new book that i had the privilege of, of reading an advanced copy of but the name i can't remember the
3: secular what, creed
2: the secular creed is that it showed that that christianity is not only just true it's also the answer to our longings for justice mm. and beauty mm-hmm. and meaning and purpose yeah yeah and so i just want to um i want to thank you rebecca because I, I know that, you know, I was telling you this earlier that um, God wrote the Apostle Paul's story in a very specific way so that he could could speak truth into the church of his generation at a particular time.
3: Mm.
2: And I know you didn't have a Damascus Road experience per se, but when I, when I read your story and I read the, the struggles that God has allowed you to go through and the opportunities you have, you know, it is just very clear that God has raised you up as not just a witness to our generation, but somebody that is supposed to teach a lot of us how we can relate and engage with our culture and showing that the gospel is not just true, it's the answer for our longings for meaning, purpose and fulfillment and beauty and justice.
0: Thank you for listening to the (coughs) Living the Dream Show with Kevin White. (coughs) Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program is copyright, Kevin White International, all rights reserved. Each week we bring you a message of living the dream as people of every nation, tribe and tongue worship Jesus together on earth today as it already is in heaven. Remembering the gift of God's presence through Jesus Christ is accessible to everyone. Join us again next week for Living the Dream with Kevin White. Living the Dream with Kevin White.